Welcome to the King James Virgin, where each week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from the child, from the child, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the Christ child. <laughs> <laughs> Bible stories they heard from a from, child, from a child. To me. <laughs> I mean, they'd be no different. <laughs> they might be more accurate. Yeah. And funnier. Yeah. Probably fewer eunuchs. Oh, we should have a religious kid on sometime. Le- oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to the King James Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. I'm Alan. And I'm Adam. Uh, I don't know how to start this. <laughs> I know. This is a fun episode. Oh, I mean, as I was leaving the house today, I was telling my wife, like, we're doing uh, one of the coolest, strongest women. And then it was like, this is kind of weird that it's actually like two. Sh- Two of the very, yes, that's true. I forgot about uh, the the prophetess, prophet, why, why can't I say that they word? They actually just call her a prophet. Lady prophet. Yeah, Deborah. Uh, two of the strongest Deborah. women. Yeah, but uh, they're also good guys. Pretty low bar. But they're also good guys, which is really weird for, because like thus far the like badass women have been Jez- all Jezebel. evil. And yeah, right. Uh, well, we did do Esther. Maybe that's, what, nah, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking of maybe, oh, what's the, the lady that was saved during Jericho? Rahab. Rahab. She's not bad. No, but this is, might be the, my favorite, one of my favorite characters. And like, this is one of those stories uh, that Nick in the Bible is so, so short, but it's fun enough <laughs> yeah. that like every little kid just remembers this one at least. Sure. It's um, also like straight up old Testament violent. Great. Yeah. And short, uh, because it's in judges, you know, judges is kind of like, a, Oh, of a, course. Yep. A litany of like, well, it's just well, like and bam, Deborah, bam, bam, Deborah bam. is a judge. She's a prophet. The only female judge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's gotta, that had to have been like a rough road to hoe. Road to hoe. Not road to hoe. Road <laughs> to hoe. <laughs> Whoo. Who hoes a road? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's row to hoe is what I was trying to say. Oh. Tough row yeah, yeah. to hoe. Yeah. Huh. We should do some more row to hoe talk <laughs> here on the, the King James row to hoe. Uh, so a couple of people think that. Um, Tough or not. <laughs> <laughs> gonna wait this out incorrect it's tough tough <laughs> all right it's never not tough so some scholars think that uh there's a female judge because things were just like that bad that they, oh. they just they just needed like a strong leader and they were willing to could we back up for a moment and actually tell me what, what a judge is literally like the like judge a judge a judge like uh, so the for a while before we got kings in in Israel the leadership was a collection of judges that were appointed by god okay mostly prophets yes uh yeah okay yeah she was not a prophet i i don't think no she's a prophet deborah's a prophet i don't know a ton about deborah outside the story yet but um yeah they they like she would literally sit under a tree which was also named deborah which is a fun, fun, fun fact, fun facts. So oh, I know weird. anyway, uh, she would like sit under a tree on a hill and people would come up to her and have her solve their problems. We should also say disputes. that, well, I don't know about you, but like there was a, uh, a kerfuffle about pronunciation, whether it was Deborah or Deborah. I mean, either way we're saying it wrong. Right. Right. Every week there's one of those. I know, but it's so, uh, these are the things like Nick, I cannot tell you how like derisive this shit was. Like people would really kind of like, it's Deborah. Oh. And it would be, at best, it would be just like soft shaming. Uh-huh. And at worst, it uh, would- She introduced herself to me as Deborah. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to convey- Yeah, we're doing a, a hell of a job starting this episode off. You said you didn't know how to start it. Well, and the we've tried about, about Deborah. six ways. It is. The story is um, actually about jail or JL. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> or Yale. Yale. Uh, so oh, I like Yale. <laughs> I, I'm going to take it all back. Okay. It's pronounced Wale. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a good episode. This is a great episode. I Let me actually give like a starting point. Okay. So this is another episode where it's like, so the children of Israel exist. Right. And then they weren't good. And so God made it worse for them. Yeah. Do you remember that? I feel like we've covered a couple of these. So the literal- I mean, that, that's like most of the experience with the Israelites is they are okay for five years and then shit for 50. Well, I feel like we've read this before where it says uh, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan. Jabin. You know, like, it's like they were bad, and so God made it worse. Right. Like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. This actually falls into a weird trope with Christianity where there's this idea that um, when you're, while you're unbelieving or, like, not saved, often your life would be was better than when you are a believer. Because once you're a believer, then basically you're allowed to be punished. But until then, like, it's a sales pitchy thing. Did you get this shit when you were a kid? I was told often I, that like, I kind of understand what you're saying. Like we were told at times that, uh, people who were not believing, but their lives were going well, that the idea was that God was not yet like training them into the better humans that they could be, which he would once they had begun believing uh-huh. at which point, like your life would marketably get shittier. Right. Because, uh, you were now under the tutelage of, of God, the father, I, this feels, and this is one of your, uh, uh, child, Adam, unjust 100% thing. huge yeah. thing, but this is, it's similar to what they did with the Israelites is like, because they were the chosen people, he just at times would make their life shitty because he, they were not going the direction that he right. wanted them to. Or you could just take God out of this equation and say that, uh, Jabin king of Canaan yeah, conquered them, conquered them because he had iron weapons and they were still using bronze and leather. <laughs> yes, correct. Although, you know, or that sure. Right. But that, that would uh, completely defeat the. So Jabin, king of Canaan, yes. had 900 chariots of iron. That's a lot. That's a lot of chariots. Yeah. Uh, and so Deborah was the judge. She'd sit under the tree, also named Deborah. Uh-huh. Um, I know. Why is the tree named? Yeah, that's a decent question. It does not, not give an explanation okay. in the Bible. I, when I read that, I was like, I'm going to need to read that again. <laughs> and, and it again. seems like it's needlessly confusing. I do also. Yeah, the fact that the tree has a name. It's maybe the tree. Over. Maybe the tree is Deborah. Oh, and she's Deborah, right? Deborah under Deborah. We'll see. That's that's where the confusion comes there from. There we go. Uh, and so uh, I think Deborah, the tree, told Deborah that uh, now is the time. And so she calls up kind of this like guerrilla leader. Um, do you want me to do this, or are you just like? Uh, well, I, <laughs> stop me when you, no, you, you. You're dismissed. Do you remember? <laughs> uh, I mean, like I in vague outlines. I remember Deborah. Deborah, uh, like told him to fight. And then I, I know why it didn't necessarily go the way that Jabin <laughs> expected it to. All right. Well, so one detail before you get into yeah, yeah, that yeah. is uh, she tells uh, Barak or Barak to oh, uh, Barak. <laughs> take his 10,000 men uh, to go fight against Sisera, the general. And he's like, I'll do it if you go with me. And so she says, okay, well, because you kind of wussed out a little bit, the glory of the fight is going to go to a woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's what kind of sets up the the story. Yeah. So the the battle between Cicero, 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 and uh, what's the other person? Barack. Barack. Thank you. Cicero and Barack happens. And you remember the the iron chariots, the nine yes. iron chariots. So there is a massive rainstorm that comes through and makes the battlefield incredibly muddy. And because they're iron chariots, 
they sink and get stuck in the mud. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they're overrun horribly by uh, 10,000 dudes with uh, brass swords. Right. Because they're they can like just run over the top of the mud versus getting stuck. Sure. So it's it's weirdly the thing that gave them the advantage normally. Yes. Was a disadvantage. Fuck your Tesla truck. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, or maybe like fuck your Harriers. Sure. Harriers. <laughs> that's a, that's a current piece of it's a jet, right? <laughs> it's a jet that was discontinued in like the nineties. It was the one that could vertically uh, take off cause the engines would swivel. Oh, I had a poster of that on my wall. Yeah. Didn't know what it was called, but he had a poster of it. <laughs> yep. Um, it was also featured heavily in true lies. No I got to br- bring it back to a movie, right? Um, so anyway, uh, that happens. And Cicero, Cicero, Cicero goes back to his camp uh, to sleep for the night. And there is a woman who is of Canaan. No, she's not of Canaan, but she's not. A, she's not an Israelite. So he actually fled the battlefield on oh, foot. I so he's running he, away. He booked it after he booked it. But to a nearby encampment. Right. Of Kenite people. And. So the little bit of backup they're they're not Israelite, but she, the, this main character named JL or jail, I, we always said jail, but sure. it's probably JL pick one or totally. Yale. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, she wasn't an Israelite, but she was an Israelite sympathizer because she was under the same oppression from the Canaanites. Totally. Uh, so the Kenites, uh, were kind of liked by everyone. They were like sort of Switzerland, but instead of banks, <laughs> they were skilled metal workers. Okay. Oh. So it, it's the Bible actually says that. like, they were just welcomed wherever they went because they're like, oh man, metal sure. workers, great. Yeah. <laughs> just useful. These uh, are the people who made Damascus steel, maybe. And uh, Cicera and uh, maybe he right? was around there. <laughs> Cicera and her husband had like a loose connection. Treaty is like too strong of a word. Right. Because I mean, like, I know that the- he's not going to kill the guy who can make horseshoes. No, but there is some <laughs> level of oppression because she's not crazy about him, but she invites him into the camp. He's, oh, and this is, oh, this is funny. Uh, Nicole, I think will appreciate this specifically. He's thirsty. And I just remember this, this is one of those weird details. <laughs> yep. So she gives him a jug of milk. All right. You know, the thing that you get when My you're guy. thirsty, yeah, he's, a jug of milk. He straight up asks for water and she hands him milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weirdly it's his night milk because he like takes it and then promptly falls asleep. Right. At which point, and then he yells, night milk. <laughs> He said to her, stand at the door of the tent. And if any man comes in and inquires of you and says, is there any man in here? And you shall say, no, no. And then, so he, she, goes, then he goes to sleep. To okay. be fair, she does that, but then grabs a mallet, grabs a tent stake and drives it through his temple. Oh, hell yeah. All the milk goes squirting all over the place. Everywhere. All the way through into the ground. Yeah. Whoa. Thus, for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. <laughs> Yeah, but thus fulfilling, Thanks, Bible. The, but yeah. also fulfilling the prophecy that that Deborah uh, under Deborah um, said that a woman would get the the, vic, the 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 glory in the battle. Yeah, yeah. Like she's the one who ended up. I love the idea that if he had been awake, he might have survived. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Ten stake to the like only bad when you sleep. Well, so uh, that's the end of the Bible story. Um, okay, but there's another like ancient author who has like kind of a more fun version. What? And it's a, like an uncredited, like this guy apparently wrote a bunch of biblical text, but they don't, we don't know who he is. It's super Weird. old. Okay. Um, but he, he kind of expands the jail part of it a little bit where she's talking to God. She's saying, uh, if God will work the sign with me, I will know that Cicero will fall into my hands. Behold, I will throw him down on the ground from the bed on which he sleeps. And if he does not feel it, I will know he's been handed over. So she 
pushes him out of bed. <laughs> and because he doesn't wake up, she's like, I'm going to do it. it. Uh-huh. Now's the time. Uh, and just, she, uh, just she a took dick this, move to murder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And then she takes the stake and put it to his temple and struck it with a hammer. But then, and while he was dying, Cicero said to jail, because yeah. this is when he obviously talks. Yeah. What would you like on your tombstone? Behold, pain has taken a hold of me, jail. Oh, wait, as he's got a stake through his head? Correct. All right. Uh, and I die like a woman. Cause oh, oh, come on. I know. Well, but then she says, yeah. go boast before your father in hell and tell him you have fallen to the hands of a woman. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Good comeback. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you'll enjoy it. There's a lot of real good art Wonderful. on this story. Yeah. Look forward to it. Yeah. It's mostly just like supported by REI. Yeah, where guy like, chugging milk. <laughs> yes. Guy chugs milk. <laughs> Ten stick to the head. It's a, it's a fucking good story though. Like it's short, very short, but like, you know, it's like some Paul, head. it feels very Paul Verhoeven, the like guy who did total recall starship troopers like that violent sure i'm just we're quick, going 80s 90s quick action and movies. well uh speaking of a throwback decade um this leads right into the song of deborah the prophet or the tree okay. uh they should she, be more clarifying they should be clear uh the tree is singing about just all kind of exploits back to joshua and stuff um but the specifically the song of deborah in the bible people pretty much unanimously concur is one of the oldest written pieces of the entire bible really hmm. yeah they think she might have actually written it and like way, way before it actually happened or not like where before we assume it happened. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this probably happened around like 1200 ish. Um, and so it was probably, they think 1200 it was or 12,000, 1200 BC, oh. 12,000. The Bible doesn't think exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 1200. Um, so yeah, this, uh, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Like a, a little bit that may have actually been written by the person. Right. Or at least is the correct age. Which also like explain the uh, the confusion between tree or human. Like, yes, the, the fact song that so far Deborah back, Ray. it was like a tree wrote this. Uh, I am Deborah. We'd rather credit a tree than a woman, right? Oh, or the classic was an Bible, right? Uh, and then uh, I only have one really other fun fact that uh, Jail or Yale is uh, the most common female first name in contemporary Israel. Really? Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's interesting because like I get the idea of, you know, wanting to name your children after like warrior people, but JL wasn't an Israelite. She, but she was a person who just did the will of God, whether she knew it or not. Fair enough. The tree is a date palm tree. Wait, how do Deborah's you know tree? that? Yeah. How, how do we know no, that? Deborah, the tree. Deborah, not, the tree. Deborah's tree. No, Deborah's tree, Deborah. Yes, correct. <laughs> 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 that tickles me to no end. So uh, I worked at summer camp when I was 17 years old. Right. And because I was 17, uh, they're not going to let you take care of children, um, which is a good idea. Because you are one. Because uh, you are one. And so there's like limited positions available. Like you could literally do dishes um, or you could be security. Uh-huh. Wait, what? Um, and so <laughs> you can't be in charge of the children, but you can protect them. Well, they gave me a flashlight and a clipboard. <laughs> And a tent stake? Uh, no. <laughs> and so um, I, my job was to sit in a little booth um, until 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and just kind of monitor people coming in and out of the summer camp. Who was leaving at 3 in the morning? It was really just to like tattle on staff members, which I never did. Ah, uh, yeah. That's uh, people give you bribes or anything? No. 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 No, they uh, go off like 20 feet, have sex with their girlfriend and go yeah, back. So Got like it. every hour I would do a loop of the camp starting at about like 8 o'clock till 4 a.m. Um, and like, you know, check to make sure the horses were okay and, um, you know, go out and cause there's the like horses were notorious for just like getting up to horse play. Dude, there's cougars and stuff. It was, 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's um, so I had like the big flashlight, the four battery. Yeah. So on one of these evenings when I'm walking around, um, it's hot. And so the doors and windows are open and I could hear, um, the camp counselors talking to the kids. And this, I specifically remember was like the young kids. Okay. It wasn't like teenage kids. It was like the earliest seven year olds or something. Okay. And this guy, uh, this counselor I already knew was like a little weird, but I walked by and he's telling this story to seven year olds. And I didn't stick around to figure out what like the meaning was, but that just kind of always stuck with me. I'm like, who the fuck tells this story? And even if he was able to draw uh, like a moral meaning out of this, right? It's not appropriate. Right. So don't fall asleep, kids. Right. <laughs> Jail. I mean, it was before bedtime. Yeah. yeah. No, I had a camp counselor. Don't drink milk. In a similar, it wasn't the same camp, but it was a similar camp. But uh, I had a, a camp counselor who at f- like three or four in the morning, uh, lit a fire in a metal garbage can and set up to the smoke alarm, uh, and went off, uh, <laughs> at which point we kind of blearily stumbled out of the, the cabin and he would then proceeded to give us a half hour diatribe of how we'd have all died from how like oh. long it took us to get out. Like the people they allowed to be counselors. Yeah. That's that <laughs> story doesn't surprise me at all. No. Right. Having like, worked at summer camp anyway. Someday we'll have uh, a camp episode. I mean, we'll have to have John back because yeah. that's you get to, that's where you guys met. That is true. Well, uh, we'll be right back here on the King James Origin. We want to turn you on to a podcast we've been loving lately. It's called Reckonings and explores how we shift our political worldviews, transcend extremism, and make other kinds of transformative change. Each episode tells the story of someone who made some kind of transformation, from a congressman who made a dramatic shift on climate change, to a white supremacist who managed to transcend a life of hate, to a survivor and a perpetrator of sexual assault who worked through it using restorative justice. It definitely revitalizes our faith in humanity during an otherwise challenging time. You can find Reckonings wherever you listen and at reckonings.show. And we're back here on the King James Virgin, and it's time for an Aesop abstinent. Woo! Yay. Do we remember what's happening in the life of Aesop? Are uh, they still puking figs? No, we, no. We're he got, past that. Yeah, he got, he got bought for being snarky. Yeah. Uh, by Xanthus, right. the philosopher. Also uh, a sugar <laughs> alternative? Yeah. What? It or sounds like a, a sugar alternative. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, a nicotine gum. Yeah. So I don't have yeah. uh, much... Uh, quote unquote history to inform you on oh, aside short- from the fact that uh there is a segment now where uh xanthus introduces aesop to his wife okay um which is repulsed me- yes <laughs> it, that's the whole thing uh so he basically comes back from market and is like look yeah. honey look yeah. what i got i have an ugly person yeah, look at this troll i overpaid <laughs> And, and so, no, no, he got, he got him for free. He was bundled yeah. with the, like the, the valuable one, Part right? of the bundle deal. I think free is too much for that guy. Uh, and so she notably says, is this a man or a beast? Damn. Damn. Right. Yeah. Um, solid burn. And then yeah. Aesop immediately yep. says, oh, from lying at the mercy of fire, water and a wicked woman, good Lord, deliver us. Whoa. Which does not make her happy. <laughs> Uh, Except it, just to pause you for a second. Yes. Didn't we decide that he actually was a mute? And so he just like wrote this angrily on no, a piece of chalkboard and he then got showed his, it. He got his voice back in yeah, the last some episode. Point, yeah. Okay. It's unclear. But I had that thought too. So he's a mute and a liar. 
in the history of, <laughs> again, all air quotes here for every word uh, in the history of Aesop, I think that he is uh, not mute, then mute, then not mute. Yep. So we're in a not mute phase. We're in the not mute okay. phase. It's a, okay. good, it's a good week for him. Got it. There's another inconsistency in this part of the story as well. S- still pomegranate in complexion, though. Oh, yeah. Got it. And, Disgusting. Uh, hunch, hunchbacked, and bow, I believe. Bow-legged. Yes. Bow-legged. Um, so <laughs> to to uh, quell, acknowledging that he's going to be living in this place, Yes. Uh, he then quotes Euripides at her, which wins her over, right? Not usually the best way to win somebody over. Uh, and... Then this is the first time in this book that I've read where the author actually points out there's no way that this is possible because uh, Aesop was dead at least 20 years before Euripides was born. Great. (laughs) Well, he's a prophet. It's very biblical. Or yeah. Euripides was quoting him. Uh, also, another great woodcutting, uh, which I oh, yeah, yeah, would yeah. love to post, uh, because look at the distinction of woman. Oh, she's uh, got like uh, headlights. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit uh, St. Uh, Agatha-y. Or, uh, yes. or that dream sequence from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Un- unclear if her <laughs> boobs are just cut out of her shirt. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're, they're literal lights. Just flashing, or so, if, or if it's like the the Scooby Doo painting where they can put their eyes just like look yeah. through the boot oh. holes. Oh, uh, so on to the fable. Wouldn't that be great if actually what it was was a woodcut that was nor didn't have that in the original, but somebody actually cut the holes for the Scooby Doo eyes sure. and it made it into the book. I love this idea. I know that the the bit is dumb, but I love this idea. So on to the fable. Yes. Uh, last time we did a fox and his tail. Got another fox. This is a fox and grapes. What do you know about the fable of fox and grapes? I'm assuming he ate too many and it caused him to be slow and maybe died. Okay. I'm going with fox has poor digestion. Grapes ferment. Fox gets drunk. Oh, dude. Grape diarrhea. Rough. Not something I've experienced. Your parents have a, like a little grape vineyard and uh, the birds find it. And there's just like, there's like purple polka dots everywhere. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's rough. Much like Aesop's skin. Uh, and his fig experience. Yes. Right. Uh, okay, so here's the fable. Yes. There was a time when a fox would have ventured as far for a bunch of grapes as for a shoulder of mutton, and it was a fox of those days and that palate that stood gaping under a vine and licking his lips at a most delicious cluster of grapes that he had spied out there. He fetched a hundred and a hundred leaps at it, till as last, when he was as weary as a dog and found there was no good to be done... Hang him, says he. They're as sour as crabs. And so he went, turning off the disappointment with a jest. <laughs> What's the moral of the story? Adam's going to be so pissed at this one. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. He, he spent a hundred or more jumps. Yeah. And then was somehow weary uh, as a, a dog. A hundred and a hundred. So that's two hundred. Wait, w- was he getting a grape with each jump? No, no. no. But so he's mad that he didn't get any, so he told everyone else that they were sour grapes. No, no. Uh, he says to himself, himself, oh, ah, fuck it. But also, they like, were good anyway. Eh. Right. Were they just, I do like the sour grapes, though. Is this, is this, this is, please tell me this is not the I, basis of sour I, grapes. I don't believe that this is the basis okay. of sour grapes. I, I mean, I guess, like, if you don't get what you want, then make a joke out of it and you'll feel a little bit better. Yeah, I don't, don't care. <laughs> The moral, 
Tis a matter of skill and address, when a man cannot honestly compass what he would be at, to appear easy and indifferent upon all repulses and disappointments. Oh, so he's like, I didn't want it anyway. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> this story. Yeah. I knew that this one in particular would oh. like mimic a certain type of Bible story that's yeah. just like, wait, what? Right. Yeah, like, that's... <laughs> I do not like that. Well, it feels, it feels very high school. It's like... You didn't get to, like, I, I didn't get into the play. be like, I didn't want it anyway. Right. Play, play stupid. Play, yeah, stupid play. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. Also, this one doesn't have the majesty of the other Fox one, which created its own uh, universe of Fox Talk. hierarchy. I mean, they and have, correct. But they did have talking Fox. <laughs> he was a talking yeah, like Fox. Like a judge Fox. Yeah. And there's like a courtroom. Right. I do like the idea that was like not he, nearly as Wes Anderson. He no. had to create, he did have to create a time when Foxes liked grapes as much as sheep. Right. Uh, that like, and this was one of those Foxes. So yeah. back then I do like the idea that like, I can't come like the Aesop can't come up with a, a story around what Foxes actually like. Uh -huh. So I'm like, it's when they like grapes. Yeah. 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 Sure. Given all these histories, how the hell do we still have Aesop's fables? Uh, and, and you'll notice that so far we've not done, uh, any of the ones that you've heard. I mean, I, I can't say that I actually have heard any. I mean, it's like you and Bible stories, you know, right. you've, you've heard yeah. probably like one in 10. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Who am I to cast stones? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's from the Bible. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nailed it. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you knew that. Yeah. Did we cover that? No. no. Okay. Do you know what it's referencing? Nope. Do you know who said it? Um, uh, Jeremiah. Yep. Sure. Nailed it. <laughs> well, that's actually we'll, one we'll definitely get to. We'll get there. Great. Uh, that's my ASAP. Cool. Thanks well, for thank you. doing that. Thank you, Nick. It was weird. Great. Yeah. I it always is. Love ASAP's abstinence. We'll uh, throw that woodcut up on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJV pod on both Twitter and Instagram. This week, we would love it if you could send us your podcast recommendations. Uh, we're trying to kind of network with other cool podcasts, and we'd love to hear what you're listening to. So if you could tweet us on Twitter, uh, email us or DM us on Instagram, uh, your three favorite podcasts, that would be awesome. Uh, thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixadi, off the album El Moran. This week's resurrection artist is Boy Wonders. So you can find these songs, stickers, everything on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. That'll do it for us this week. Until next week, beware. Your next night milk may be your last. Chug a lug.
by Sonic Bazaar.